This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Finding Center, we're going to go to the book of Psalms, chapter number 118. The book of Psalms, chapter number 118. Uh, we're going to talk through most of this chapter, uh, and then we're, uh, we'll find our way to the center of the matter. Psalms 118, uh, we're going to begin in verse number 24. Verse number 24. This is a passage that has been quoted out of context, in context, in every context, and is used quite often uh, in church. But this is uh, a very, very uh, familiar passage that says this. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. How many of you have ever heard that verse before? Majority of people in this room. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. It reminds me of that old song. Didn't we have a song about that? This is the day, this is the day the Lord has made. Yeah, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. We sang it in the 80s when we were uh, starting to transition to worship music, along with we bring the sack of fries of praise. Come on now, amen. Amen. I was always hungry every time we sung that sacrifice of praise song. We bring the sack of fries. Amen. Now listen, Psalms 118, interesting. When God took me to this and gave me the title, I did not think about where I was. Uh, I'm amazed when God does something that's beyond our abilities. Let me say that again. When God does something that's beyond our abilities. And this... This I could not have planned. When he said, I want you to preach on finding center, and I want you to use the passage, Psalms 118.24, then for the Lord to let me see that Psalms 118 is the center chapter of the Bible. I didn't plan it that way. I thought, interesting. Psalms 118 not only is the center chapter, uh, the longest chapter of the Bible is on just after it, and the shortest chapter in the Bible precedes it. There are exactly 594 chapters before Psalms 118, and there are exactly 594 chapters after it. When you add the number of chapters before Psalms uh, 118 and after those, the sum comes to 1,118, and that verse is actually considered the very center of the Bible, it's Psalms 118 and verse number 8, which reads like this, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. I thought, okay, God, I'm not sure what you're trying to tell me here, but you told me to find center, and then you take me to the center chapter of the Bible. And when I speak of finding center, you'll find many uh, paganistic teachings about someone being able to find the center of their, their being. But I'm not, that's not what we're referring to. In finding center, one of the definitions of finding center is what drives you to be you. What drives you to be who you are. 
What is that, what is that motivation behind your actions? What, what drives you to be, you, we all are driven by something. Sometimes you're driven by anger. Sometimes you're driven by sorrow. Sometimes you're driven by a poverty spirit. Sometimes you're driven uh, by bitterness. And all of these kinds of things, something will drive you. What drives you to be you? Is it an attempt to outrun your past? Is it a drive for your future? Listen to me. What lies behind your past and your future? What was it that was in the past and will be in your future? What was it then is that at one point it was the day that became the past and it is the future that will become today. So what we have is that at the center of your past and your future really lies a commonality that we would call today. That I must learn to live not out of my past and not in, 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 in reflection of my future, but I learn to live well today. I learn to focus on who I am today. Because it's easy to give God praise for what we're hoping for. And it's really easy to give him praise for what he's already done. But it's never easy to give him praise when we're in the middle of a transition. We're in the middle of a day that we don't know what that day's really going to turn out to be like. But let me just declare it again. This is the day that the Lord has made and we should rejoice and be glad in it. So what that's really telling me is that I can find a center. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little emotional on this, I suppose, but we can find a center in the middle of our situation. We can find a center in the middle of our lives that brings everything to the point that tells me that my God is still God no matter what today looks like. It's where you begin to live by principles, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but begin to live by principles that you've already made up your mind about because they help you live in your today. You see... The Psalms that we're reading, Psalms 118, is centered on God. It is centered in a movement that expresses gratitude. It expresses admiration. It expresses joy. It expresses praise. And in original King James translation, the Lord is mentioned in every single verse. In every verse, He is mentioned. I thought how powerful that is. That what we find here is that the Lord becomes what centers us and it's our expression of gratitude to God that will center us. It's our admiration of God that will center us. 
It's our joy that will center us. It's our praise that will center us. So when I say, when I say that today is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm also thinking about what he said in Psalms 118 in verse number one, when he said these words, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endureth forever. Amen. I started all off by declaring, hey, God's been good. If you don't know how to center your focus, start remembering the ways that the Lord has been good to you. Oh, let us count the ways that God has been faithful. Let us celebrate the ways that God has redeemed. Let us rejoice. My goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit in that. Let us rejoice and remember the goodness of God because it extends beyond what we deserve and it goes further than we could have ever imagined. And he chased us down when we were running the wrong direction and his arm is not shortened that he cannot deliver. Oh, that we remember the Lord is good and his steadfast love endureth forever. Amen. What a verse. Martin Luther pays a price for being a significant role and stepping away in the birthing of the Protestant church. He has to hide in 1530 in Coburg Castle, there he writes many things, but among them he wrote an extensive commentary on Psalms 118. This was, he said, his favorite passage, his model verse for life. He actually inscribed it on the wall of the room that he was secluded in, that he was hidden behind the things that kept him almost as a prisoner, as it were, trying to keep him alive. And these were the words he etched and wrote upon the wall in Psalms 118 and 17. I shall not die, but live and recount the deeds of the Lord. Wait a minute now. We're talking about trying to find your center when your present reality doesn't give you hope for a better future. When your present reality only reminds you that why what you did in your past that probably dug the hole you're living in today. Am I making sense to anybody tonight? It probably dug the hole that you're living in today. It, it reminds me of my faults and my failures. And here's what I've come to find that most of us try to justify and feel like somehow God has an excuse for where we are because of all the ways we failed him and he's just he's just letting us get a taste of what we deserve can i tell you there is no bitterness of taste of what we deserve for he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes we are healed come on now there's a god who is faithful and i tell you tonight i shall not die but i shall live and recount the deeds of the lord amen when the enemy says to you, you're going under, you're not going to go through, you're not going to survive, then you plant your feet and say, I might not make it through, but I'm going out with his praise on my lips because I found my center and it's centered on the glory of a risen God, a worthy king, one who deserves all the praise, all the honor, amen. I appreciate you not saying amen too loud there. I might have had to run for a second. Nobody wants to see me run. I just felt some of you in your spirit. You said, yes, we do. 
This is not a comedy show. Psalms 118.24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Woo! Run! <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is the day. Thank you for running for me. My goodness. You know what I just realized? All of y'all praying for the Braves last night just saw a pitch hitter run, run. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Some of you can't, you can hit, but you can't run. I can hit, but I can't run. But we got one that can and Blake right Come on. Amen. You see, when Jesus is your center, your joy is never dependent on your circumstances. Let me say it again. When Jesus is your center, your joy is not dependent on your circumstances. <laughs> I about told him to run again. Come on, amen. <laughs> and though we may know this in our head, it might be hard to walk out every day. It might not be easy to get it through this hard-headed brain of ours that this world does not control my my destiny, that this world does not control my future, this world does not control my attitude, but when I learn to choose joy in hard times, it may take effort and it may take action on our part, but guess what? It will remind me that the joy of the Lord is my strength and that the Lord has made me glad. Come on now. When do you think it's easy? to say the Lord has made me glad when you're sitting at a banqueting table because we can all back in we can all push back from a big meal and say the Lord is good but how much better is a praise that is born out of the fire my how much better is a praise that is born when you may have had little, but you take what little you have and you share it and you break it with gratitude, knowing that the Lord is ever faithful and the Lord will provide your every need according to his riches and glory. And though I might not see what I want today, it does not determine the eyes from which I look because my eyes are centered on the Lord. This is nothing but things that will come to pass. This is flesh that will die, but the joy of the Lord has caught in my spirit and it shall not be taken from me. Amen. 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 I'm laughing because a young man told me uh, two weeks ago there in Sherathon, he said, I knew you were going to shout tonight. It's because you always shout when you're tired. Come on now. I want to tell you tonight, I'm not shouting because I'm tired, but I am. But I'm not shouting because I'm tired. I'm shouting because I'm talking to you about what can keep you, what can sustain you, what can bring you through. When you there's dark days ahead, there, I'm t I've been translation, re translating Revelation. I'm telling you, there's dark days ahead, but it's the joy of the Lord that's going to bring you through. Amen. Learning to choose joy in hard times require our hearts to be set upon Him. God is faithful to help us so that we can choose well. And we can be assured that in His grace, He has made every day, and for that gift itself, we can rejoice and be glad. 
No matter what we face, we can still believe in God's goodness and his love for what that's what carries us through the most difficult seasons of our lives. Because listen to what I'm about to tell you now. Every moment. Oh, my goodness. I wish I just was wishing I was in Africa for a moment. Because if I said every moment, you know what they would have said? Every moment, Pastor. Come on. Amen. When I'm in Africa, they get to shouting while I'm preaching. One day I was preaching, I was preaching so hard, the devil showed up and started whispering to me. He said, I'm going to kill you, fat boy, with a heart attack over here. And I said, well, go right ahead. I'm going to die preaching about Jesus. Come on now. And started preaching harder. But every moment, say that with me, is a gift from God. Now you think about what I just said to you. Every moment is a gift from God. Every breath we take. Is a gift from on high and a reason to rejoice because the Lord is faithful and he endures forever. You see, your view upon today really determines your physical response to your surroundings. If you're not centered on God, you will get physically sick by what you're going through. This is important. You see, as we age, we encounter an invisible line. This is, this is, uh, just psychological fact. We, enca- we encounter an invisible line where the, the normal person, now I didn't call any of you normal, but the normal person starts, stops dreaming about the future and spends much of their time replaying the past. And that's what's beginning to happen in Psalms 118. We see this as David recounts all that he's been through. Can I tell you? You are a people who are zealous of good works, a holy, holy, royal priesthood, peculiar unto God. That we've not stopped dreaming just because we have also, it's, it's common. It's when you want your grandchildren to know the joys that you had. It's what, it's what causes me to take my grandson, don't tell his mama, by the way, but to take his grandson, my grandson down and, and get him a, a an, an ice cold Dr. Pepper and pour peanuts in it. How many know what I'm talking about? That's good. The Lord is good. This is the day the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. But because I want him to know what I'm remembering. But I don't want him to stop there. I want him to see what God's going to do all the way through my life. I'm I'm trying to behave. But I guess I, I lost that a little while ago. You see, David's heart, he begins to ache, and he declares... Many things he declares the words that Martin Luther was declaring, I shall not die but live, and recount the deeds of the Lord. You see, as he's going through a rough time, Psalms 118 was not written in good days. It was written in a rough time. Some people say it was when he brought the ark in, but he, it's, really, it's really been a season of, of trial for him. And he says these words, this is not going to take me out. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna find my center by remembering who's brought me this far. It's, is that truth? 
Listen to me. Are the attacks upon your heart of yesterday preventing you from living today? Are the things that you went through yesterday preventing you from recounting what the Lord is doing for you today? Some of you can't receive the hope that's being spoken into your life because, listen, listen to me, all you can think about is the, 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 what was destroyed in you yesterday. David says, I'm not going to let that kill me. I'm going to remember what God has done. And then verse 13, he makes a shift, and this is what he says. He says, my enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Could you say the Lord has done glorious things for you? Amen. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and I will thank the Lord. Why? These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter therein. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. Amen. God, I know I'm not there yet, but the same God who answered the prayer last time is the same God who answered the, is going to answer this prayer prayer. This has jumped in my spirit. Somebody needs to get it. God did something for you and you think, well, I disrespected that and I threw it away. I lost my one chance. No, 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 no. His love goes to depths that you cannot begin to understand. His faithfulness goes further than you could have ever walked on your own. And just because man dusted off their hands and gave up on you, Jesus didn't dust off his hands. He stretched them out and had them nailed to a cross so that he would hold on to you forever. Amen. Amen. You see, there were bad days, but he said, I'm still here, still praising God. He goes from I am, I love this, to I will. Why? Because the Lord answered my prayer yesterday, and he's going to answer my prayer today. How do we live in the today? Quickly, I'm trying to get there. How do we live in the today? First, ready for this? Pay attention to the present moment. Stop sitting around daydreaming and remembering the pains of your past. Start paying attention to your present moment. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What is the Holy Spirit doing in you and around you? Focus. Secondly, Stop talking about the past and begin to focus on the present. Some people, they want to tell you their past like it's some kind of an award ceremony. If it's under the blood, leave it under the blood. Stop recounting it like it somehow has created you and made you a general in the gates and the camps of sin. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the highest place of wickedness. Come on now. I'm not wearing my stripes of my pain boldly upon my shoulders saying this makes me bad or this makes me strong or this. Look, I'm a survivor. No, I can tell you who I am. It's by the grace of Jesus Christ that I've been covered. Am I... 
I'm going to mess with a sermon I have not yet written. Dangerous. I was translating this week where it says that they stood before him in white robes. And what kind of robes? It says that they, not that he, that they have washed or made clean in his blood. Were the righteous acts. That they, see most of us are constantly trying to figure out how for him to, okay, here it is, zap me with the holiness. I'm trying to tell you tonight, the way you're going to grow in God is find your center. Get your eyes on Jesus. Stop looking at everybody else as your problem. Start looking at that. Some of you can't have peace in your home because you're looking at your spouse like your problem. You, you ought to be glad that they are your spouse. Because you trust me, if you don't value them, somebody will take them away. You trust God. And you start looking to Him. And you stop blaming others. And you find out how to serve God righteously. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. Now here's what I've really been trying to get to all night. Make up your mind what you're going to do. That's how you're going to find your center. Make up your mind. Stop going around the mountain. Stop being like a wind that, or a ship tossed in the, in the winds. Make up your mind. Be like the prophet of old. Choose you this day whom you'll serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Make up your mind. Let me give you an example. Genesis 39 and 10. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day. This is Potiphar's wife. She wanted him to be her lover, but he refused to sleep with her. And he kept out of her way. Watch this. He did everything he could to stay away from her as much as possible. Now think about that for a moment. Here's a young man receiving the affections of Probably a beautiful woman. She's wealthy. She has everything to offer, it seems. He refuses her affections. Was that an easy thing for him? No. But I love this. He'd already made up his mind he was going to stay away from her, and he did everything he could to avoid her as much as possible. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. You need to make up your mind now you'll keep your eyes on Jesus because you can't wait until you're in a situation to make up your mind. You need to establish boundaries for today that are not changed by the trespasses of yesterday. When I typed that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me just clearly, made that just stress out to me. You see, what happens is we think, well, when we've trespassed on somebody's property once, we can trespass it on it again. You think just because that used to be your bondage, you have a right to go back there. You do not. You have been bought with a price. Your freedom did not come free. He paid for it. Waiting on that one. In the words of Joseph, he's like, I didn't want to be where I was. I didn't want to be going through what I was going through. He said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. 
That could have been derailed if he had not made up his mind to keep his eyes on Jesus. In a world that thinks serving God is antiquated and outdated to no end, you keep serving God. Keep making. Keep walking. Keep honoring him. Some of you go, Pastor, I just don't know. I just don't know what's righteous and what's not righteous. The Holy Ghost that's inside of you will let you know what's righteous. Somebody said, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or that. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you, even the sinners know. I know I tell this is funny and it's funny and I don't mean for it to be funny, but I'll walk up at a wedding. I'm there. I'll just, maybe somebody asks me to perform it. I don't do a lot of that anymore, but, but I'll walk up at a wedding and and the sinners will be standing around and, and they'll do this right here. As soon as I walk up. Hey, pastor. God's good. And I see them tuck that arm behind them like that. And I know what's in their hand. And they just keep it tucked behind them. Can I just tell you what I do? I talk to them as long as I can. <laughs> I talk to them until they start spilling it all over themselves. You'll see, some, sometimes one of them will take the other away from the other. But if the, if the sinner knows that, how much more does a spirit-filled child of living God know when the Holy Spirit's convicting you for what you're doing? You honor God. You listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the ways of the Lord. Listen to the plans of God. Stop walking in darkness. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Go ahead and give me that. Send me one more slide there. Let's listen to Matthew 18 and, and 3. And he said this. I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Let's go back for just a moment, not them, but let's go back for just a moment. Psalms 118.24, without looking, look at your notes, without reading your Bible. What, what, what was that? What was that passage? This is the day we will rejoice and be glad in and I thought how fitting Matthew 18 and 3 is with that passage. It's the day. I got to live in the day. Who lives more in the day than children? I mean, little boys will fight on the playground one day and they'll be best buddies the next day. Little girls, that's a different story, but I mean... <laughs> Or little boys will fight on that playground with best buddies the next day. Or they'll, they'll forgive quickly. And they'll love deeply. And they'll express, you know, I love the study that says every child is a genius until society beats the genius out of them by trying to get them to conform to society. What Jesus is saying is this here, and how these tie together is, look, live focused on God today 
like a child. Don't, 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 let, don't, don't think yesterday's going to mess up what God's promises are for you today. Don't think that you have to carry over a, a, a bondage or prejudice or an addiction or a struggle. This is the day the Lord has made. Oh, 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 oh. His mercies are new every morning. I will serve Him today. I can't change yesterday, and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I can control right now. Pastor Don, you can control right now because it can go chaotic fast. No, 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 no. I'm not talking. I'm talking about I can control what I do right now. Change our hearts, oh God. How amazed I was when you said preach on the center and didn't even know it took me to the center chapter. Maybe somebody came here tonight not even knowing what you needed. Wow, I, I, I just somebody needs to hear about this. Put your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm praying, but at the same time, the Holy Spirit is speaking in my heart. I was sitting writing this message today. As I, as I was writing this message today, somebody's name popped into my head, and I said, I need to call them. I need to call them. And, and I didn't call them because I was in the middle of message prep, and, and, and I honestly didn't think they would answer if I, I did. And, and, and then, literally, a few moments later, they called me, said, I got in my truck and was overwhelmed that I had to talk to you. Somebody needs to understand that the Holy Spirit lined up for you to hear this message tonight because God's trying to talk to you. He's trying to tell you, okay, I know what you did yesterday and I know what you hope for tomorrow, but you've got to live for me today because that's the way you take back what was stolen from you yesterday and you prepare for what lays ahead of you tomorrow. I thank you that you are the God of yesterday, today, and forever. And you are faithful. In Jesus' name. Hey, how many love Jesus tonight? You love God tonight? Amen. God is so good and so faithful. I pray the Lord will bless you, for this is the day the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in the salvation. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.